Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence, one stripe at a time. Well, hey, everybody, Wes McDonald here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of TigerTube. And if you can't see us and you're listening to us, that means you're tuning in on Tiger Paw Radio. So thank you very much for joining in. Uh, if you're on our blog, make sure you subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe there as well or on our podcast channel. And uh, very excited today. This is a topic that is extremely important in our industry right now. Every time I have a conversation with a dealer or other partner, the one thing that comes up uh, all the time is supply chain. And uh, fortunate today to have an expert in the industry that I've known for a lot of years in supply chain and logistics. And uh, Barty Kister, thank you very much for joining us. Glad to be here, Wes. Yeah. And uh, Barney, I, maybe I, I you... don't know that I'm going to call myself an expert in supply chain, although <laughs> um, I did consult with the experts that work with inside our organization. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I reached out to our senior vice president of product management, Monty White. Um, his uh, right arm and in inventory control, uh, Jack, and uh, and then uh, Tim Gramlich, who's our uh, global logistics manager, and so got some input from them about the most current things that they're experiencing, and in, in, uh, and then just to make sure that I didn't state anything that wasn't true. <laughs> well, that's the wonderful thing about uh, you know DM Supplies Network is that you know the 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 team that you have and the experience that you have and delivery for goods for a channel uh, is exceptional. So I'm glad to hear that and look forward to hearing what some of that input was. And, and maybe uh, that's you know kind of a good start, right? So one of the things that I've been speaking with people about are uh, kind of these shutdowns and lockdowns that have been happening in places that are developing the things that we use and sell. In particular, one that came up last week uh, was a shutdown in China due to the COVID lockdown. And you know, just curious, uh, that's one disruptor of the supply chain, uh, certainly right now, right? Um, what do you see as the most uh, challenging right now for our space? Globalizing the market didn't happen overnight. This, this is this setting up the existing supply chain took many, many, many years. And there was a lot of uh, multiple areas of manufacturing for, you know, for printers, for copiers, for supplies. You know, that you know, it used to be the day people want to know, well, do you have Chinese HP cartridges or do you have the uh, uh, ones made in the U.S. or do you have the ones made in Japan or you know, back and forth and around? And so that was all part of that setup, which took many, many years. And then eventually when they got to a point of it being its most efficient aspect, um, you know, you, you start eliminating some duplications and over expenses. You know, COVID comes along, turns this thing on its head. And we were already having some problems, I think, you know, globally as it was. Toss in a couple of wars, especially in uh, regions that are involved with a lot of transportation of a lot of products. And it doesn't matter what product it is. If there's a disruption in grain coming out of the Ukraine, that has an impact on all products across the board because those ships that are being used for those things are now being diverted and changed and and there's movement there was a a freighter that was going to bring something from one place and but now it can't go to that one place and and so they've got goods on board that they don't know what to do with and you see all these backlogs occurring and you know much like you know we saw with all the boats that were sitting out off of la you know um now earlier this year yeah 
just astonishing the number of ships. I don't think there are many ships in the world, let alone, you know, the ones that you see sort of backed up in harbors and everything else, right? And and I like what you say there about how, you know, the supply chain disruption in one area will have a dramatic effect on all the others as well. Uh, my wife is a retailer. She has a retail store and uh, trying to, to manage sort of supply chain even for her, you know, for goods and services that she sells has been an absolute nightmare this year, right? And, you know, again, um, I guess, what do they say? It's the butterfly effect when a butterfly flaps its, you know, wings somewhere overseas that it has an impact, you know, over here and you can really feel that. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Um, these issues obviously aren't going away anytime soon. I know that uh, one person I was speaking with a few days ago said that some of the impacts uh, that happened from the latest shutdown uh, in Shanghai aren't going to be felt for another few weeks or, you know, into the summer, right? W what kinds of things should dealers be thinking about to help their customers in these challenging times? Because it doesn't sound to me like um, that these issues are going away anytime soon. You know, dealers, you know, especially if they're they're aligned with a particular brand. So if, you know, I'm a HP focused or a uh, Sharp focused uh, 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 reseller, it, it's critically important to start discussing with your manufacturers and your reps with them on what what product offerings are most healthy? What parts of the product line are in stock? So that you don't go out and sell this great solution that unfortunately you can't deliver. I mean, in case in point for us, we had a, uh, a dealer we worked with on uh, supplying a hospital with thermal printers. The order was placed last year uh, in June. It was delivered last week. Wow. <laughs> now, you might say, boy, I bet that customer is really upset. They were, their expectations were worked with and discussed throughout the entire process. Now, there were, there were some missed dates uh, during that process, but, but it is something that, that actually does occur and it occurs on a regular basis. And so you have to sit down as a reseller and plan out and say, you know, this might not be the best printer, best copier for this solution, for, for this engagement, but uh, there, I have an alternative product that comes close and maybe it's in stock and supply. So, the, you know, and, and, and on top of that, I, you know, we've, we've always told people don't stock any supplies, just uh, let us take care of it and ship it to you. I think probably is it a day we're probably not a bad idea to have some extra stock on hand. Um, it's, it, it's not the most cost efficient, but it does back you up in, in, in moments of, uh, of emergency. It sounds like you're saying manage expectations with their customers for these kind of delays. That customers aren't living under a rock or you know anywhere else. That their their understanding of these things, as long as they're prepared for what you know what it's going to look like if there are delays or if there are changes. And I talked about globalization not happening overnight. It got turned on overnight by COVID, mm -hmm. and at the same time, um, the whole supply chain shifted. So you you have a large percentage of the world's population now working from home as opposed to being in the office, at least part of the time, uh, and in many cases, all the time. And so you have this shift going from uh, a UPS or, or whoever, you know, FedEx, you know, going to large buildings and making deliveries. Now they're going to individual houses. The, the explosion in e-commerce to support uh, selling all goods from home, you know, because people are saying, well, if I can get my T-shirt here, I can get my hat here, I can get every, everything I want, I can get, you know, locally, I get my groceries delivered. And this has 
completely changed, you know, the, all the transportation workers. It takes a lot more people to go to everyone's home than it does to go to, you know, a corporate office or a centralized location, or if people were to go to the actual brick and mortar store and pick it up. But, so those shifts have, have, have really changed the marketplace and resellers have really got to be careful about the rise in uh, assetorials, which is additional fees that are added on above and beyond the surcharges that, that get added on to your, your freight rates. So um, those typically used to be in the single digits. They're now approaching up to 20% um, and are forecasted to go even higher. So, you know, there's an extensive amount of increase in freight and shipping costs. Uh, you've got way more workers in the transportation sector being involved in getting goods to the home as opposed to, you know, centralized locations. And and even for us in the supply chain thing from, from a distribution management standpoint, we, we, we used to do very large POs that we could, we know that we've got 17 tractor trailers coming in. This is the labor load that we need. We place that order now. What used to be a number of containers coming in now is a pallet at a time every day, and it's all mismatched and and all over the place. And so our labor expense just to process an order goes up, to receive an order, to to manage the goods. We we built our uh, our supply replenishment program not for the MPS stuff, but for for you know managing to our inventory to make sure that we have enough on hand on a on a on a uh, principle called distribution resource planning. And in distribution resource plan, I won't bore you with all the details of that, but the, the key element in there is lead time. And it doesn't matter what the lead time is. It can be one week. It can be eight, eight, eight weeks. It just needs to always be one week or eight weeks. And if that moves around, it creates disruptions in all the algorithms in which we determine how much inventory you need on hand. So we end up being fat in an inventory perspective, which adds cost to the business, but not necessarily of all the right stuff, you know, <laughs> a lot of dollars in inventory, but maybe not what you're looking for. Yeah. And, you know. and I wonder, you know, as well, um, because we have these things in, in stock, the customers must be uh, getting used to at some level, at least looking at alternatives, right? Saying, well, I did expect that, but I'm okay with getting this, right? Logistics are obviously a, a key part of uh uh, you know, a, a seamless customer experience. And I'm wondering what kind of things do customers want in that experience and how do you help dealers to make that uh, reality, especially in these strange days we live in? You know, it starts right off with setting expectations and, and you'll get, you'll, you'll get clients that say, I only want UPS. Don't ship anything. I love UPS and don't ever use anybody else. Well, um, UPS, FedEx, and, and all these carriers are putting quotas on, on all of us that are in distribution. And telling us you can only ship so many packages. That's that's what you get. Um, and so we had reach a cutoff, and it's kind of you, you you have to explain to people. It's like if you I can ship your order out today if you're willing to take it by you know one of these regional carriers. Uh, there's a whole myriad of them springing up. You know, you know I mentioned I talked to our manager in logistics. We didn't you know, four years ago we didn't have a logistics manager. We just wow. We had DCs and guys ship stuff, you know, and <laughs> our, our vice president who was over the distribution centers would negotiate the freight terms with a handful of people. Uh, and now we got a whole team of folks that are constantly working on, you know, how do I work with various different truck lines? We work with brokers. We work with uh, 
um, all sorts of carriers and, and, a, and, a, and a combination of things. And there's there's uh, literally a number of areas where it's a combo thing where a part of it goes by UPS and it gets handed off to the post office for the last mile and and and, and a number of, of uh, moves like that. And I wouldn't do it service to, to sit there and try and explain that in detail because when I talk to those guys, they lose me in a heartbeat. Yeah. And some of the other things that you mentioned there, um, it really struck me that I'd never really given it much consideration was uh, I guess the human resources uh, that would have to be increased to facilitate this this world now of kind of I, I'm sure micro shipments is the wrong word, but you know kind of things on demand, right? And I do it all the time. I'm guilty as charged, right? So if I need something, uh, voila, for example, is a grocery service that I get, right? So I do actually get uh, some of the groceries and stuff delivered here to the house. That's uh, something I started during the the COVID pandemic and still do today. So there must be a huge army of people that, you know, simply didn't exist before. Very interesting. Well, we do a lot of third-party logistics for all sorts of companies. Uh, uh, we actually ship ketchup, you know, so if you, not in Canada, we're not shipping there, but if in the States you happen to be buying a certain brand of ketchup, it might come out of one of our facilities. Wow. <laughs> and and it, uh, the packaging becomes a whole uh, uh, change in this because people aren't, the products weren't designed and built um, conceived, you know, all along this process to be handled in that manner. A lot of other products are, you know, people know off the beginning, we're going to ship these directly to home users. So therefore, you know, in the packaging design and how it comes together and how many you put in a case, you know, because when you talk about a handling an order for a $10, uh, bottle of ketchup, um, that then costs $30 to get to the end user. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's fascinating. And you got me thinking, actually, I have a consumer experience of my own. I was actually reading an article on uh, Pringles. And when they first uh, invented Pringles, right, the marketing behind it was really directed towards the grocery store saying, hey, look, you know, you can get a whole bunch more of these on your shelves. Pringles were built for, you know, shipping uh, and right. making sure they take up less space. I'd never really give that in consideration. And you do not want a bottle of ketchup going off in your truck or in your house. <laughs> no. And looking towards the future of the world of logistics and fulfillment, what, what do you think it's going to look like uh, down the road? What kind of changes and innovations, you know, can we kind of look forward to or, or think about that may be coming? You know, I'm not a predictor of the future, <laughs> I, but I, what I will tell you, it, it's not going to look like it looks today. Um, people keep saying, well, when do you think it's going to get back to normal? And there is no normal and i don't because other events are going on that are ever changing you know when's everybody going to go back and work in the office and not work from home anymore that isn't going to happen no <laughs> you know because there's a lot of reasons why this uh, working remote works for a lot of folks now if if i'm in town in st louis and we have our corporate headquarters there um, I go to the office. I, I, I don't stay at home. You know, it's a 10 minute drive. It's, I get my work mindset on, I go to work. And, and then when the day's over with there, I, I come home. Um, could I work from home easily? Yeah, yeah, I could. The technology's there. It's actually, uh, my internet's way better there than it is out here. Um, but, but the, the fact is that that's, that's how I choose to, to operate. We've got a large number of people at our, in our office that do not want to come in ever. There's factors like this work from home thing. There's factors, all the shipping going to homes. There's a shift and change in transportation. Um, you know, fuel costs certainly have a big impact uh, to, to 
does it make sense to ship something from over there to here, wherever over there is and wherever here is, because uh, the freight expense may get so high that it doesn't make sense. You know, we're, we're constantly looking at, at this shifting of what's happening in, in, in the marketplace. And, and I don't, I, I, I don't know what it settles into. I, I don't, I don't think anybody knows what it settles into, but it'll be different. Than it is today. And it'll definitely be different. Than it was three years ago. Obviously, people out there are looking for advice, and a large portion of the people that watch this program are obviously dealers in our channel. And, and if you had one piece of advice for them kind of regarding supply chain challenges today and any logistical expertise or whatever that might help, you know, what, what might that be? You, you know, I, I think I already said it earlier. First off, it's reseller. You've got to appropriately set expectations. I mean, if, if I think back in when I first got in... Uh, you know, office products industry years ago, we, we got into this war of who could do it quicker, sooner, faster. And it, it literally got down to where some of these stationary wholesalers were doing same day delivery. Um, and, you know, proud of themselves that if you call me by noon, it'll be there before the end of the day. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's not sustainable. All right. And we see Amazon for a while was trying to go that route and they've kind of backed off of that. Um, you know, walmart.com was kind of doing the same thing, you know, geographically out of their stores, but they're just realizing the labor intensity involved around it just didn't make sense. That's not happening anymore. People, you have to plan. So you have to set expectations. You have to, you have to plan your resources as a business. Anybody could become really, really dramatically grow their business if they could get access to an unlimited, unlimited amount of uh, devices right now, supplies and equipment, but it's not available. And so you have to, you know, you have to build your business around about what you can get and lock in customers and, 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 and get the customer to understand is, you know, you can't just go to the store and buy one because it's not there. Yeah. Either. Well, that's really good advice. And uh, Barney, I cannot thank you enough, uh, both for you coming in to do the interview today and for working with your team to you know, come up with some of the things uh, to help us out as we consider what's going on with supply chain, logistics, and distribution management. So, Barney, thank you very much. You're most welcome. Appreciate it. Yeah. And for all of our viewers and listeners, I want to thank you again for tuning into another episode. We've got lots of exciting learning content waiting for you to help you grow your business. So make sure you stick around and check out a few more of those resources. And if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to do that now. On behalf of everyone at Tiger Paw Radio and Tiger Tube, keep learning. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more great learning content to help you grow your business, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com and click on the resources tab. You can also subscribe through your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.